Hello, Silverliners, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Lunch Ladies News Wrap. I'm rodeo champ and managing editor Liz Coyne, and I'm here in the arena with my trusty rodeo clown and executive editor, Diana Gubert. And just to be clear, rodeo clowns are very important. That's right. Rodeo clowns save lives, people. And I do, too. Kind of. I agree. All right, let's get to our first story, which is also called our appetizer here on The Lunch Ladies. This week, we're highlighting a leadership transition at Toast. In case you're not familiar, Toast is a cloud-based platform built for the restaurant industry. So you can see, Silverliners, why we are highlighting it here on The Lunch Ladies. Basically, their software helps things like point of sale, digital ordering, and delivery, marketing, and loyalty and team management. And it seems like they're getting a new CEO. Aman Narong, the company's co-founder and current COO, is set to take over from the longtime CEO, Chris Campanrado, on January 1st, 2024. I hope Narang has some butter on hand to smooth Toast's path forward. Hey, what? Yeah, probably also some jam. Hold things together. Ooh, yes. Cream cheese, maybe? That would be good. Yeah. Could be. Also, avocado toast would be good. Oh, so many toast options. So many toast options. Okay, before we go down the toast trail, let's move on to our next story. This is our main course. We're going to talk about what on earth is going on at Rakuten. Diana, can you bring us up to speed? Sure. Silverliners will remember that back in August, Rakuten announced that its CEO, Tarika Mean, was stepping down. And now this week, Symphony has revealed that its North America CEO, Azita Arvani, is also headed for the door. And that's wild to me. Yeah, it is crazy. Such high-level executives leaving within two months of each other. We reached out to Leonard Lee over at Next Curve, so my good friend Leonard Lee, to get his take on the shakeup. And here's what he told us. The recent departure of key leadership at Rocketon Symphony comes at a challenging time for the company and its sibling, Rocketon Mobile. In particular, the departure of Tarek Amman, who's widely credited with bringing about the first nationwide open RAN mobile network, that is Rocketon Mobile, has reverberated across the industry uh, since his departure. And um, Tarek, in large part, was the face of the open RAM movement globally. His absence at the helm of Rakuten Symphony creates a deficit of a visionary and bold leader for the company, and consequently, the open RAM movement. The new leadership team at Rakuten Symphony has their work cut out for them to meet some lofty expectations for their business while they continue to make slower than desired progress in establishing beachheads in quote-unquote brownfield networks and operations. I don't think I could have said that better myself. Amin's presence and position as a former open RAN leader are really unprecedented with the industry. He was really strong on that point for sure. Within Rakuten, he also, I believe, led Rakuten Mobile's transition to 5G, if I'm not mistaken. But Diana, what do you think about this news? Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar, I would be shocked if you're not familiar, to be honest. I mean, was well and widely known. And the fact that Arvani has also left makes me wonder if there's something going on internally at Rakuten Symphony uh, in particular. And so I think that's something that we're going to have to watch, Liz, uh, over the next year or so and see what new le- leadership brings to the table and what they can deliver. Yeah, absolutely. And our uh, very own Dan Jones here at Silver Linings is chasing up the story and trying to get some insider information. So stay tuned to Silver Linings for a story on that next week. And now let's move to some other big news for the week. Cisco, 
continued its acquisition spree this week with a $28 billion purchase of Splunk. I'm really tempted to make a cave diving joke here. And being a big caver myself, I do love caving and Splunk is right up there with one of my top favorite words in the world. But I don't want to repel our listeners, Diana. Oh my God. I see what you did there. Oh gosh. Yeah. So Cisco is buying Splunk which is a huge deal, but not entirely surprising. Everything I've seen from the analyst community perusing on Twitter, I refuse to call it X, and LinkedIn indicates that this is a continuation of Cisco's efforts to build a full stack security and visibility platform. There was one analyst, I believe it was Scott Rainovich actually, who said on LinkedIn that Spelunk has actually been a little bit slower to move to the cloud and Cisco has had some integration troubles in the path. So like the Rakuten news, I think this bears watching going forward. Yeah, I agree with you there, Diana. I wonder if Cisco's really boosting its acquisition in areas that it really can generate in-house, similar to what IBM is doing, buying companies in order to expand its capabilities, which isn't anything strange for this industry. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on that. And now let's go to our third story of the week, which I think is really interesting as well. It's a story from one of our reporters, Sue Merrick. It focuses on how Microsoft Azure is really attracting more big spenders than AWS or Google Cloud. The research comes from a firm called HD Insights, and it said that 5% of Azure customers are big spenders compared to 2.3% of AWS customers and 0.05% of Google Cloud customers. The firm also noted that the small spenders, which are $1,000 or under per month, play a big role in AWS securing its market leadership. I, I think this is really fascinating, Diana. What do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. And just to be clear, when we talk about big spenders in the context of this particular report, they're talking about 100000 or more per month. And so if you calculate that out to 5% of Azure customers, you can see where the money starts rolling in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's just interesting. And I wonder if AWS and GCP are chasing more big accounts. I feel like I'm vaguely familiar with, maybe it was Google saying that they are in fact chasing bigger accounts and, and searching mm-hmm. for bigger account wins. But you'd have to double check me on that. I'd have to go back to earnings and double check. But I'm pretty sure that others are aware of this sort of trend and trying to catch up. So it's a really interesting dynamic going on. But at the end of the day, the thing that really matters is where the revenue needle ends up, not necessarily how much per contract. Yeah, absolutely. This could also be a good story that we're going to follow up on in the next couple of weeks. So something to watch there. And Diana will go fact check her stats (laughs) and we'll report back on it next week. Fact checkers. We require fact checkers here in the cafeteria. All right. So with that, my friends, it's time for dessert. This is a section where Diana and I tell completely embarrassing and unrelated to cloud stories about our lives, just so that you can understand that we are real people and we do have real lives. Before we kick off to your embarrassing story, Diana, I just want to say that I had a really short and embarrassing incident this week where I pulled up to a train crossing. I live in rural Chicago with lots of freight lines and I got pulled, I pulled up just as the gates came down. And I've been so tired that I thought, oh, while this giant freight train is going by, I will just close my eyes and sit here and listen to the train cars go by. And I fell asleep. And luckily the car was in park. And I woke up when the guy behind me was knocking 
on my window, making sure I was still alive. So that has been my embarrassing story for the week. So why don't you go ahead and tell me your embarrassing story for the week, Diana? Liz, Liz, you need to take a nap. I am an advocate of naps, but okay. I don't advocate for naps at train crossings, people. Not at train crossings. Go home and take your nap. (laughs) Right. No. Okay. So my dessert comes from a visit that I took to a restaurant with my now husband. It does involve the restrooms. It's not a gross out story, but if the mention of somebody going to the bathroom offends you, you should probably skip ahead. Anyway, when we were living in New Jersey, we now live outside the Washington DC area. But when we were living in New Jersey, we went out to dinner at this fancy restaurant and we were done with our meal and the check came and I was like, oh, I should run to the bathroom before we go. So I went in there, I was doing my thing. And then I was like, that's weird. I could swear that I heard my husband's keys jingling. And so I was like, honey. And he goes, and he's, babe, what are you doing? And and so it turns out that I had ran into the men's room. That was super embarrassing. My husband (laughs) laughed at me so hard, but he slowly backed out of the bathroom and he ran into some guy that was trying to come in and warned him that I was in there. And yeah, this is embarrassing. (laughs) We can't take you anywhere. No, but thank goodness that we had the check already because I practically ran out of the stinking restaurant. (laughs) Oh my God. I must admit, when you go into like Irish pubs, they always have men's room and the women's room written in Gaelic. And I stand there, I'm like, which one is it? I always have to double check myself. I've probably done this. He was like, didn't you see the urinal when you went in? I was like, no, I ran straight for the stall. Sometimes you never know. There are urinals in all the bathrooms. (laughs) Anyway, Silver Laners, we digress and we apologize if we have offended you with our embarrassing stories. But it's been that kind of week here at Silver Linings. And I want to say thanks, everybody, for joining us. And just a couple of reminders before we sign off. One, remember to read the bathroom signs before you go in. Two, make sure your car is in park when you stop at a train crossing. Number three, we have an awesome awards program opening at the end of the month. Keep your eye out on the site for that. And number four, we have our Cloud Executive Summit coming up in December in Sonoma, California. This is a really unique event. It's going to be open to everybody for discussion. You're not going to be sitting there getting talked at. You are going to be part of the discussion. Check our website for that. And now I'm going to be handing it over to Diana for the credits. This podcast is written and hosted by Elizabeth Coyne and Diana Gouverts. It is edited and produced by Matt Rickman. Special thanks to this week's guest, Leonard Lee. And that's all for now, folks. See you next week, Silverliners.